step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com. shark <laughs> Everyone, welcome to Whoa. Jesus. That was loud. <laughs> that was kind of weird. It's like I just hit puberty right there in the middle of that sentence. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, hello everyone. Welcome to uh, the Horror Play Podcast. Hi, hi. Who's the podcast? To? I'm trying to prevent my voice from like cracking up like that. Did, it was weird. Did did the word boobies make you hit puberty again? Yeah. Because we were talking about boobies for the podcast, <laughs> like we usually do. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Horror Play, the podcast dedicated to one of the scariest <laughs> game ever made, you know? <laughs> this is a horrible intro. <laughs> Keep going. I think it's like on just average. I think it's uh, average. Sure, really. just go. Just go. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So join me. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Joining me, as always, are my veritable co-hosts. Okay. Adam Jedmore felt lazy, but hi. Yeah, well, it's normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Robert Lamb, how's it going? And first time on the show, uh, guest Brett Wilkins. Hey guys. Hey Brett. Brett, you've been a, a fan of horror play, and wow, you're just jumping right into it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm just yeah, saying, I'm like just he's listened him. to horror play okay. and, and stuff, and uh, he wanted to come on, and like I remember, well. We're going to get into the game soon, but this was one of the games that you mentioned that you would like to do for Horror Play, so that's kind of why we have you on right now. Yeah, I think um, Nick was the one that told me about it, and I remember like looking at the list, and I could not believe that Dead Space wasn't even like in the top five. Like, they had never talked about Dead Space. I yeah. Mean, so yeah, I'm, I'm, this is exciting. There's a lot of games that. <laughs> yeah, I, we're I, still yeah, behind. Yeah. Oh, you guys have covered a lot. Don't get me wrong. I've been pushing Alan Wake for a long I, for time. For a long time, too. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> There's so many games that, like... Well, just... honestly, if we weren't playing crap like Dear Esther, we probably would have gotten to, uh, these games a little Or little the quicker. Stanley or Parable. Or Stanley Parable, <laughs> John. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Makes uh, sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, thanks for coming on, Brett. It's cool to, you know, to hear feedback, positive or negative. Positive yeah. is always better. So... But yeah, I think uh no, there's definitely a lot of games that we need to hit, actually. I think we talked about this before, but like you know, I think 
there's really like a lot of a lot of old games to get through. There's a lot of sequels, a lot of games yeah. with sequels, a lot of I mean like Resident Evil has <sighs> Resident so Evil. many spin-offs, so many sequels. <laughs> the Silent Hill. Silent Hill, yeah. Fatal Frame. Yeah. I mean they get through that series. New Fatal Frames coming out for the Wii U. I don't know if it's out yet. Yeah. But that so I mean there's And there's there's new horror games coming out all the time, like Soma. Yeah. The uh yeah, others yeah, I think that. I saw a list a couple weeks ago on Kotaku of mm-hmm. like uh, the the most anticipated horror games of 2016. Oh really? Can you just can we you just don't tell... get me started on Haunted House on the Atari 2600? Am I right, guys? Yeah, Shit, I can't wait to get into that one. <laughs> That's definitely on our list. It's, it's going to be as scary as Friday the 13th on the NES. <laughs> I will totally, I will totally do a review of Haunted House on the Atari 2600. I didn't yeah. even know there was a Haunted House on the Atari oh, 2600. Was that just God. like? Was that just like a floating pixel? (laughs) Yeah, what What does it look like? What do you do? You you literally, so your character is literally just two sets of eyeballs walking around, and you have to collect, like, pieces of a of a uh, urn or whatever, and you're just, I mean, it has that spot. I mean, it's, it's the Atari 2600, and, and, you know, it's, I have no idea how to play the game. You have to research this shit, because if you didn't have the instruction booklet for Atari 2600, you couldn't figure out how to play the fucking game. Yeah, that's how ET was. Sounds like a lot of games we played, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah, that's how how most Atari games were. Yeah. Yeah, I thought ET was a great game if you know what you're doing. Yeah, you just don't want to fall in those holes. Is that really? Isn't it ironic that it ended up in a hole? <laughs> yeah, in a yeah, landfill? That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Poor ET. Anyway, I hate ET Adam. so much. <laughs> what? What do you? Okay. I I don't know, man. No. It's it's always creeped me out I'm since not, I was not, a kid. I'm not, I'm not getting into it with you on ET. <laughs> so I'm just gonna ask you what game we're talking about this week. Very reminiscent of ET. Dead Space. There you go. All right. Uh, so Dead Space is a third person uh, survival horror game set in space. Oh, Ooh, really? The final frontier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Go on, Adam. <laughs> All right. So, Dead Space was released in 2008. Um, it was made by the developers EA Redwood Shores, who was later turned into Visceral Games, and uh, that's how they're known now. Uh, it was put out by EA Studios. Um, premise of the game is there is a mining ship in space. Uh, I would say this al- this word is... Yeah. World... I can talk. You I can talk. It. I you promise. You got it. This uh, world is Just very one, one much. One word at a time, Adam. One word at a time. <laughs> very much like the alien universe, where it's future, futuristic, but it looks very lived in and just dirty still. Yeah, it's definitely um, like blue collar kind of yeah, structures. Yeah, and uh, so there's this mining ship in space that you are going to repair something on, and when you land on the ship, you find things are uh, not quite. As they broken as be. you expected. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Tense. All right. So, guys, um, I remember when this game first came out. It was during the time like EA, like they weren't, they were just kind of experimenting with like the games they were putting out. Because this is also during the time they put out Mirror's Edge, which is another game I love. And you know, these two games, Mirror's Edge and Dead Space, they were kind of, they were different. From what yeah. EA was putting out. It wasn't like another Madden. 
was it's also better. before everybody jumped on the hate EA yeah. bandwagon because everybody hates EA. These now. are two new IPs, and this is like it's it's very rare these days to see a big big name publisher, you know, take a risk on a new IP. And so I think you know them taking this huge risk with like a survival horror game because they don't. It's really hit or miss with survival horror. Either you get it right or you don't. And it really paid off for them. Like Dead Space, well, the first Dead Space, it it's considered a classic these days. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't play it when it first came out. I was really interested in it. For some reason, I never got it. I played it closer to the time the second one came out, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I hadn't liked survival horror games in a really long time. Um, and it felt like the genre was kind of really dormant. Like, yeah. you, you didn't really have such a, uh, at least that I was aware of, such a big indie marketplace at the time with all these indie horror games like we have now. Uh, so it was it was really surprising when I finally did play it. Um, you, know, you know why? Like, it was like a breath of fresh air? Because it was like the first kind of kind of very scary survival horror game, but also felt very innovative in the things it did. Yeah, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. Like, uh, things will probably... Oh, yeah, go ahead, Brett. Yeah, the the one thing I got to say is I bought the game about a year after it came out. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, when I would play it, it, it was just... I was just blown away by the, de- by the design, the look of the game, and how huge everything was. Like, you're on this huge ship, yet you could see the detail, you know, in the walls and in the floor. I mean, it was like they built just this huge ship that... I don't know. I mean, it was it's, it was a beautiful game. Yeah, it's yeah. It, they put a lot of details in the ship itself, and it felt like the ship kind of was its own character. It had its own personality because mm-hmm. there were like a lot of parts in the game where like you hear like the ambient noise, where like you hear like something clanking in the background. You hear like mm-hmm. kind of whispers. You hear like just like the creaking of the ship. Like the ship was very yeah. much alive in its own way, and that kind of added to the scariness. Of and the it game. still looks good now. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I know we were talking about having like an HD remake of it, but like it still looks like oh, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah it's it great. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't see how an HD remake would benefit it at all. I was I expected it to look worse than it did going back. But right. I was like, oh my, this looks great. It, it had great lighting effects. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I want to mention or like talk about a point you brought up. The lived-in kind of feel or like the look of uh of the game. I always like when I first played it. I thought this is this is Alien the game. This is the game that all uh, the the Alien movie deserved. Yeah, because it was very yeah. much. It took a lot of inspiration from Alien. It had the uh, the like the kind of like the necromorphs. Like they were very kind of xenomorph. Yeah, like the uh, the spaceship itself. Like. It it felt like they took like a lot of design inspiration from the uh, from the movies, you know, and it was Which just is very funny because to me, Alien Isolation took something from Dead Space, so it was yeah. it, it, it's really how it was Alien the the movie franchise, then it was Dead Space, mm. and then it was Alien Isolation. I mean, they they borrowed from each other. It was really it was really weird. It's it's the circle of life. It's also yeah. it's the yeah. circle. Yeah, that's what Sybil was singing about. Yeah. Can we just go and let him sing? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I think Boom. there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of uh like um like the 
between Alien and John Carpenter's The Thing, it's kind of like a mesh of I think both of those. Like yeah, the the, yeah. the Necromorphs are very John Carpenter-ish, like the way they just kind of sprout arms and have like just all these appendages and and just like how grotesque they are. It just reminds me it of was, like The Thing. It was cool. Well, it, playing... You know, oh, what's so funny though, if you think about it too, what Dead Space did was they. That was like really big in the you know the beginning of the zombie genre you know in both films and games mm. and Dead Space kind of it is a zombie game in a way it but, is okay but you don't even look at it that way but think about it you got freaking corpse rising from the dead and you know or maybe more like invasion of the body snatchers type of stuff but it was you know it was it was zombies in my opinion yeah they were definitely quote quote unquote space zombies yeah but I think the this is where they kind of innovated or brought the innovation. The it wasn't the usual oh just get a headshot on them. You you yeah, actually they reinvented it. Yeah, you had to be you know strategic with how you took them out. You had to cut off their limbs, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. and it was it was fun actually. It's something a lot of games haven't done since. No, it's yeah. like a different way of killing the enemy in the sense of you could cut off its head and it could still kind of come at you. So you had to like keep shooting like its, its legs off or like, you know, to slow it down, you shoot off its legs and it can still crawl towards you. And, you know, not every every headshot's going to kill it. So it's that was kind of unique, like the way they did that. Like you had to take different precautions, like with each enemy. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh I think somewhere I read, like, maybe, I think they had little tips at the bottom of the loading screens, and they were like, don't aim for the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Don't do that's, that. That's fun. And I, I think uh, the weapons they had were really designed well for Ooh. the combat yeah. they were trying to achieve. Right. Honestly, you really just need the plasma cutter. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I The first time I played through the game, I only used the plasma cutter, and nice. this time around, I was using some of the other weapons, and I'm like, man, these were a lot of fun. I'm bummed I didn't use them the first time. Yeah, some yeah. of them are pretty cool. Yeah, the plasma cutter, though, it's just something very satisfying oh, about yeah. cutting off limbs, limbs with, that, with that gun. They're... You Sorry. can't have a dead space without the plasma cutter. Oh. Now, I, I own all three of the games, and they, they introduce new weapons in, in some shape or form. But the plasma cutter is the, you know, that's your go-to. Yeah. yeah. That's like the pistol. It's just like you're lucky, like your gun ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Isaac's, uh, it's Isaac, you know, trademark weapon. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy that I had the uh, pulse rifle this time around for those, those scenes where you would get randomly grabbed by the leg oh, and dragged yeah. down a hall, and it was really hard to aim. It was yeah. nice just having that pulse rifle to just <laughs> spray and pray. <laughs> Yeah, nice. yeah. The pulse rifle is per. I, that's probably my biggest pet peeve of the game is when you're, you know, when you're at that disadvantage of being held or drugged by your leg and you're upside down. I, I, I would get completely discombobulated trying to play out those scenarios. Yeah, trying to aim like with the plasma cutter. I remember it happened a couple times. I'm like trying to just get it to go right. Like you only yeah. have like two seconds before it drags you again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, it it seemed like the controls got a lot stiffer than normal at that yeah. point as well. Well, that was probably intentional. <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm sure just to make it a little bit tougher. Anyway, gentlemen, I have to ask, what was the scariest moment of the game for you? Uh, for me, I think it was, I think it was towards the beginning of chapter seven. Uh, it didn't really seem like there was any moment like this before in the mm-hmm. game, or it didn't come after. But you walked in to open a door, and the lights just shut off on you, and you heard 
a bunch of sounds, and you could see the door you needed to go through, but the button wasn't lit up to open it. No. Uh, and I didn't know what was... Nothing happened, ultimately, but that was a really freaky moment. Yeah, there's a couple of those, like, where the lights... I remember one, like, where... Or it just goes into, like, quarantine and just shuts oh, everything yeah. down, and then everything goes red. Yeah. It's just like, Jesus. Why do you, but, need, why do you need to turn the lights off in a quarantine? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't seem like it would what help. If, what, if, what if whatever uh, bacteria it is grows on light? That's true. Okay. I don't know. They, there like were... Why is there also steam coming out? And like, <laughs> to, Why are there red lights flashing everywhere? To warn yeah. everyone. Duh. I don't know. For okay. me... For me, it was definitely there were there were two parts I found to be the scariest. One was the I mean I actually this on my ray card. It's right in the beginning where you're turning the power back on, and then the quarantine happens. And you don't know how you you don't know the game yet. You don't have a weapon. You don't know what's going on. So they really just kind of jolt you right there from the beginning, and you're having to run away from these zombies. And you run to the elevator, and the door closes, and then they open it up again. And then the other part was on the, and I can't remember the chapter numbers, but it was the last chapter. And you're moving the marker from point A to point B. Oh, and you yeah. have to go through these different rooms. And every room goes through a quarantine setting. And there's no safe points. I mean, you just, you have to play those levels smart. And maybe, maybe scared isn't the word I should be using as much as anxious. I got a lot of anxiety playing those levels. Yeah, that's, I, I remember that. That part, that whole ending level part was yeah. frustrating <laughs> yeah there were there were quite a few moments like that in the game like the the meteor when oh, you had yeah. to use that cannon really? oh. i thought that was uh, i thought that was easy <laughs> that was, what's so frustrating to me it. is that um the uh, dead space is the only game where i had um it's easy because there's not a lot of accomplishments you can do on there maybe like 70 and i had done all of them with the exception of the cannon, when you're going, when you're basically playing Xbox 360 Asteroids, yeah. And um, but I remember the ach- the achievement that you could get on there was uh, don't get cocky, kid. And you had to get like I don't know it was like 100, percent and even on the easiest level, I have yet to get that achievement. And I've had the game since 2009. That, that's such a hard thing, too. There's some I just let go by. I'm just like, yeah. screw it. I can't turn that fast. Yeah, eventually yeah. they start throwing so many at you, it's just impossible to get to them. Yeah, that's crazy yeah. that you could. It's, a, it's an easy level to pass. It actually is not challenging at all. But to get that perfect score, it, it's uh, that it definitely ups the ante. Oh, yeah. Don't ever play World at War on a veteran difficulty. <laughs> It'll just hate your life. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, for me, yeah. I think there was just, like, very small moments that I think kind of add up to, like, the scariest moment for me. It's, like, the moments where you're just, like, sitting in an elevator or you're just, like, checking, like, a storage room. You just hear whispers out of nowhere. Yeah. And, like, throughout the game, the whispers kind of progressively progressively get louder and louder. And you just kind of, like, okay, this is freaky. It was kind of cool at first, but now it's, like, it's freaky slash annoying at this point. Like, I just want to, like... Get get this uh get out of here. You know, I think, yeah, it was just like those small moments, the sum of all those moments. Like, I think that's yeah. I never, I I never found the game to really consist of jump scares. It was just about it. It made you feel uncomfortable, and you didn't know what was around the next corner. I like the background. Like for me, it's like more of like the background kind of noises that you hear. Like you go into a hallway, and then you just hear like a loud screech, but nothing comes. And you're kind of just waiting, and you're like, 
maybe it's around the corner, but then you see nothing. And, like, you just hear, like, the air vents, like, kind of banging around and nothing still shows up. Like, those are, like, the creepier moments for me because, like, I don't know if something's coming or if it's yeah. not. They, so, they did a really yeah. good job with those kind of things. Like, you would you would see a, the shadow of something crawling by in an air yeah. vent, and you're like, uh, am I going to get attacked? Yep. And then you just don't. <laughs> yeah. It's like you uh, walk around the corner, like, your gun, like, already out, and there's just, like, there's nothing there. Yeah. There's nothing ever there. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I not. I would say the other um, the other element that that made it I wouldn't really call it scary. It just really made the whole experience a lot more creepy. Was how Isaac would interact with these other characters and people are committing suicide right in front of them. And uh, there's another there's another scene where you're you're walking down a hallway and you just hear this thud. And you hear the thud gets louder the closer you get. You just see some random dude banking his head up against the wall. Yeah. And he finally does that one last, you know, head smash, and his head explodes and his body drops. I mean, just the, just really, really weird, eerie sensations. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of those, yeah. like the lady slicing her throat, and yeah, they they did a really good job of just making you feel unbalanced the whole yeah. game or keeping yeah. you off balance. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something snippy here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, one, one thing I wanted to bring up, did you guys ever play, um, to me, I, I thought Dead Space just had great replayability. I mean, I finished it and then I would start it over again on a much more difficult level. Is there a new um, game plus but, mode? What's that? Is there like a new game plus mode? Like you play it again and then you get like all your upgrades and stuff? Or, yeah, because you get the military uh, yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That was the other thing that you could do is that um, you could you could play the game with with the same upgrades. I think if you change, if I'm not mistaken, if you change the level, I don't know if you had those upgrades. I think you you started from the beginning again. Hmm. You um, might have. But I yeah. just got comfortable with it. Like, okay, well, I know the game, so I know I have a better idea what to do. So. Doing the most difficult wouldn't be a wouldn't be a problem. But one of the things I did, I guess you could say I cheated. There's a glitch in the game where you can get pretty much unlimited credits. Oh. And it's it's this really weird part where like you pick up a five thousand dollar credit, you have to pick it up with the with the kinesis. You don't actually collect it, you just pick it up and carry it with the kinesis. You drop it somewhere, then you go down the hallway, you go to the safe point. Just interact with it. Don't save the game. Interact and then go back, and then you'll find another five thousand dollar credit. I spent an hour doing this, <laughs> monotonous as shit. But I wow. have like a hundred thousand credits, and I went and bought a shitload of power nodes and upgraded all the weapons. Nice. And uh, cool. yeah, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> That's like I remember they had one in like Resident Evil where you can like do a bunch of stuff with like grenades, and then you get like all the grenades that, like, you just get, like, infinity grenades, and you just put that into your grenade launcher, and you can just walk around and really? blow there up was, everybody, yeah. There's this RPG. On the, uh, on the original Resident Evil? Uh, it was the remake one uh, for GameCube. There's this RPG oh, on... Uh, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta check that out. Oh, yeah, it's really it's really cool. <laughs> no, what were you gonna say, Adam? <laughs> An RPG. There's this RPG on PlayStation 1 called Wild Arms. And they had this really complicated method where you had to start with, like, one item. And you would have to, like, it had to be in a certain position in your inventory. And then you had to move it to a, a, another position, like, specific numbers. Like, you had to count them out. And they were really awkward positions. And you had to move all these things around. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the last item, you would move it into where the original 
item that you moved was and it would give you like 99 of them and you could just do that over and over again and just max out all your items in the game Wow. There's a lot of games that have like that wow, little. These are all really cool tips, guys. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go try them out. <coughs> but in the meantime, why don't we uh, listen to some? Out, <laughs> yeah. Why don't we listen like, to some messages? All right, we'll, we'll take a break. Shark Dropper Studios presents to you. strong in my family. My father had it. I have it. My sister has it. And you have that power too. There he is. Back to work. To protect my investment. Investment. Julianne Good, the whore with the dead fiance. I just hope I can help. Your reputation precedes you. If you don't open this fucking door right now, I'm gonna break it down. Go, 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 hurry up, go, go. Mr. K! Uh, it's Jimmy John. He's missing. Go find him, Tubby. Studios. I got a fresh beer. Perfect. <laughs> uh, recording now? Yeah, we're good. All right. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to Horror Play. So, I did uh, everything you guys recommended. I right. got a bunch of credits. I got a lot of grenades, and I got whatever the hell Adam said <laughs> in this game. So, yeah. Unlimited everything. Yeah. Good job, guys. Sweet. Giving out good info here. You played a lot of games. Yeah. Speaking of giving out good info, uh-huh. Robert, yeah. give us some good info about our rating system. Oh, I shall do just that. If you haven't listened to Horror Play before, <laughs> if you haven't listened to Horror Play before, uh, we have the rating system. There's uh, four different categories in which we judge each game. Obviously, we're worried about the scariness because we're trying to find the scariest game ever made, but we also have three other categories. Hey, what if we, we want to find the most immersive game ever made well then yeah. we're gonna have to make a new list for <laughs> and, <that. laughs> and I, I would say maybe I, i'm not worried about the scariness sometimes you're not worried oh you're worried about the scariness. maybe i'm just worried about story maybe maybe, maybe, maybe you're scared of the scariness maybe well we'll see but but maybe <laughs> maybe i have confidence in the scariness sometimes so you're not too worried about the scariness yeah all right. Well, sometimes we have confidence <laughs> in the scariness, so we rate it there too. I don't know what that meant, but <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the four different categories in which we judge each game is immersion, which is the atmosphere, music, sound effects, creativity, and graphics. Uh, second category is story, plot, characters, and enemies. And then third category is gameplay, which is the controls and level design. And then the fourth category is scariness. Um, let's go through each category and see how it ranks. Immersion. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. John, a 9 out of 10. Adam, a 9.5 out of 10. And Brett, a 10 out of 10. Perfect score. John. I, John, why did you wow. hate this game? Yeah. Why, why weren't you I immersed? I just wasn't 
with a nine out of ten, I just wasn't that immersed. You obviously. Why? Why yeah. did you not feel like you were there on the Ishimura? I, I didn't. I never felt like I was being attacked by Nakamura. <laughs> I, I, I never felt like I was floating in space. Uh, I, uh, Ever. Yeah. I never. I never held a gun, like so a plasma cutter. You've never held a plasma uh, cutter? Yeah. No. We, critic. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> That's why I gave it a 9 out of That's 10. That's why I gave it a total of a 9 out of 10. Well, no, uh, in all honesty, I mentioned it before. Like, they did a lot of little things with so the ambience, like uh, the whispers and all that. The the cool thing that they did was that the menu was actually part of the gameplay. It was part of the suit every time you brought yes, it up. Yes, the, the HUD. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Right. Like, uh, I, I didn't feel like it was... Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, it didn't... It wasn't too hard to see. Like it was still visible. Yeah, the, the like your health was uh, a lighted stripe down your back. Yeah, so it was always in front of you. Yeah, and, but uh, not but not like you know part of the screen where it's just like a HUD or whatever. Like yeah. it's actually part of your character. Yeah, so it's it doesn't like, take it's up on space. your suit. Yeah. Also, and, another cool thing that it did, like uh, although like some people may like uh, disagree, but like they gave uh, kind of like that blue guiding line. You just hit. You just click the uh, the right joystick, yes. and it just told you where to go. Yeah, and that really like kind of it really helped you like uh, figure out where to go because like most games yeah. they'll they'll give you like a map like in the corner, but this game kind of like didn't give you a map. It just like gave you like a blue line. Although I will say that like I probably came a little bit too dependent on it because there were times where like I didn't even like look around. I would just like. <laughs> Just click the joystick. Click the joystick. See, I, I would always try and look around and explore an area before I would start using it. I, I, I used it a lot more on the second playthrough than I did on the first one, yeah. but I really did appreciate it yeah. because uh, horror games like this, um, it felt like a more streamlined version of Resident Evil. Yeah. Like, you had yeah. the backtracking, you had some exploration, some light puzzles, but it was contained into a smaller area instead of, where, like, Resident Evil, you might be at the end of the game and have to run back to the beginning of the mansion. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just, they brought a lot of innovation yes. to this game. This is a That's lot the of thing. one thing I liked about the yeah. game was, um, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, we're going to put you in this wide open world, you go wherever you want to, that, that's too many options for me, and that... I feel like if I go this way, what other things am I missing out on? And what I liked about Dead Space is that, yeah, it, it, it did give you a very intimidating, scary world to be in, but you knew it was still contained and you knew you were going in the right. I knew I was progressing all the time. And you could still do. You could still deviate and go into like other rooms, or like go down hallways. Like, or you know what's hilarious? Right yeah. You know what's hilarious? If you like, wanted to, though, it, right, it right. Wasn't yeah. One of those things where it, the game didn't trick you in going down one. It, it didn't waste your time. Yeah, you no. Know? It kept moving forward, and to me, that's I. I, mean, I don't have a lot of. I don't know how people can spend all the you know ten hours of their day playing a game every single day. I don't have all that time. So you can put me in a situation where I'm progressing. Then I that to me that's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was just like a lot of everything about this game. Like it just, it just felt streamlined. Like Adam said. And so, would you say you felt immersed? A, a nine out of ten. <laughs> barely, <laughs> yeah. barely immersed. I think we were all pretty immersed. I mean, like yeah, the sound effects, the atmosphere. It just and we talked about like the background noises, all that kind of stuff. And also and the the, the cutscenes were in game. 
Right. Wait, there were no like. Yeah, because you had this, you had a little projector on your yeah. chest, which was part of the HUD. Like when you would pull up your inventory, right. it would be a little floating menu next to you instead of actually taking you out of the game. And the cutscenes were portrayed in that same way. If you were to pick up an audio log or get a video call from one of the other crew members who came with you, mm. it would just be a little pop up and you can continue to move around and it never While actually took to you out of the game. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Let's move on to the next category then, which is story. I gave it a 7 out of 10. John, an 8 out of 10. Adam, a 7. And Brett, a 7. John, really? I really liked the story. I liked it so much more than you guys. You all gave it a 7. I gave it an 8. That's like a Grand Canyon size gap right there. <laughs> that is. I, I, I felt the story was, I still don't get the story 100%. I think it got a little too complicated. We have a marker. And then this marker was made by the corporation, and it turns. I mean, I just, I, I just leave that the marker and what it is. I thought it kind of got a little too, um, a little too complicated, a little too involved. Now, I will say this: the one thing, great thing about the story. Have you guys watched the Dead Space movies? I saw the one animated one, but that was there. There, there are two animated ones. Yeah, I saw the first and one. So the first one. It's kind of weird, and I, I'm pardon me for going in a, a a sequel tangent here, but the whole Dead Space story, Dead Space is, is obviously the core, but you can watch, I guess it's Aftermath, which is a, a prequel to Dead Space, but then the weed Dead Space version is a prequel to Aftermath. Right, and, and I played that one. That was Extraction. It, so it's a prequel to the prequel? It, it, yeah, it's like it's like the Wii the Wii game was a prequel to the movie. The movie's a prequel to Dead Space One. Then the next movie's a prequel to Dead Space Two. I mean, it, it's they so, they they connect. It's pretty interesting. Huh? I They're like not great. I it, mean, it's not the best storytelling, but they you can put them. You're putting the pieces together. It kind of sounds like Scorpion King, people. where like each sequel is actually like a prequel <laughs> to the well, previous one. Okay, but the story like. <laughs> Like you said, Brett, it goes kind of like it gets kind of crazy, and I think that's just like as many horror games as we played so far. Like it seems like every horror game kind of goes down that same road, like where they're almost like get convoluted at some point. Yeah, like it, it would have been nice if it would have stuck to like the marker being some weird religious artifact that they uncovered instead of it being Speaking made by hell. a corporation. <laughs> like, yeah. like taking from Resident Evil and like this zombie outbreak was made by a corporation. Yeah. Now, here's one really interesting thing that I didn't know and when I pulled up the Wikipedia to uh, ramble through the intro of this game at the beginning of this podcast... Uh, the writers for the Dead Space One was Warren Ellis uh, and Rick Remender and Anthony Johnston. I'm not familiar with Anthony Johnston, but Warren Ellis and Rick Remender are both uh, pretty well-regarded comic writers. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. a really fun fact for me. <laughs> yeah, I know that. That's <laughs> cool, though. And maybe maybe one other person listening. Yeah, there's some comic fans listening. Yeah. No, I think, uh, you know... it. We mentioned earlier this game liberally takes inspiration from classics like the thing, the alien movies. But the marker reminds me of kind of two thousand one a space odyssey. The uh Yeah, because I saw a bunch of necromorphs in that. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. a lot. There was and a lot. space no, was actually a But giant it was a necromorph. space it was in space and it was that giant monolith that they found that yeah. just made people like created violence among like the apes and stuff like that yeah. in the movie. Like I feel like it was that kind of artifact in Dead Space that kind of did the same thing. I, don't know, I guess maybe because I'm a huge fan of those movies, that's why I <laughs> scored it so high on story. It yeah. just reminded me of those movies. It felt like I was playing 
a game set in those worlds. So, right. Yeah. yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, but yeah, you're right. It does get convoluted, but whatever. I, I will. I will say that games. it was it was a little clearer than Resident Evil and, and oh, some yeah. of the other Silent Hill, some of the other like. Oh, definitely. Uh, first, Silent Hill was confusing as shit. Yeah, I still have no idea what's going on in that game. Yeah, yeah. So, fun, fun game. Sean, Sean Bean's in it, me, right? I, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing in terms of the story. Yeah, story wise, it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the third category, which is gameplay. Uh, that's controls and level design. I gave it an 8 out of 10, John an 8.5, Adam an 8, and Brett a 9. Yeah. I, you know, oh, looking back, I don't know why I even gave it a 9. I probably should have given it a 10 because I, I have no problem with the gameplay. I really didn't either. It was more like my – the only reason why I scored it an 8 out of 10 was for me the level design. There were like a couple chapters that were kind of like – like, I mean – it it does bring you to new areas in the ship. There's a little bit of backtracking, but there's there's Same backtracking thing. and there's also it's, and the backtracking doesn't bother me as much as like some of the chapters that aren't necessarily like backtracking. It's just like a new area. Yeah. Some of the areas just kind of look similar. Yeah, and it's a lot of metallic. I mean, it, it's like Adam said, it's very like alienish, where it's just like this blue collar, just like rustic kind yeah. of feel. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. I liked I liked the areas where you go into and it was like the um, the safer looking areas. Well, no, like like the farm area. Like, oh yeah, where the, like where the the food, the, yeah. yeah, like that kind of stuff. It kind of mixed it up a little bit more mm-hmm. for me. I, I also feel like the game was a couple chapters too long, and yeah. that that could have been a, a thing that helped with. Yeah, because yeah. there were there were some chapters where it's like, oh, really. Did we did we really need something else to go wrong to just add on to this a little bit? <laughs> yeah, longer? there was like like some of them really just felt inconsequential to, right. the, to the overall story. Yeah, I uh no the controls in this game are amazing. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it was just like everything felt really fluid, which is like kind of a first for survival horror games. Like everything feels yeah. slow and clunky, but this game like you can actually run while you're reloading. Yeah, but you still <laughs> it's like, yeah. Wow, imagine yeah. That. or shoot and move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. your your character still felt really heavy like yeah. a tank. Um the the main reason I knocked it down is because of the weird like shooting the asteroid section where it just changed up that gameplay suddenly. Yeah. Like in the controls just felt they felt really clunky then. Um and some of the weird, like the anti-gravity sections, some of those, I don't know, they, they were just really disorienting. Um, yeah, you could get turned around in there yeah. a little bit. I, I still liked them. No, I, I did them. too, but it, I don't know. I What they did with two I really improved it. Right. I, uh, yeah, I was, yeah I, I, it, it, that's, if anything was really different between one and two, it was definitely how they did the anti-gravity. Yeah, because you know, in two, you you actually have a little bit more control. You get to you can fly as opposed to in one. It was find your mark and you know shoot over to it. Yeah, yeah, they were they were really fun sections, but there sometimes it was just weird. Like I could see the floor that it would let me jump to, but just because the angle I'm pointing at isn't right, it it won't let me, and I have to go like three different walls to get there. (laughs) (laughs) It turned into a puzzle at that point. But they they were really fun, but there was some improvement. Yeah, you know one thing. One thing I want to say about the game that I thought was uh, it it was a nice um, break in the game is um, there are two specific areas. One was you could do target practice. And, and, and based on your score, you can win items. And then there was another one where you're, it's like you're playing space basketball or something like that. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I thought, like, okay, I can actually, I can spend the next 20 minutes doing this stress-free, you know, nothing's like I've killed all the the necromorphs or whatever. Now I can just play basketball for the next 20 minutes and just kind of relax. Yeah, there weren't really... I I did appreciate that because you didn't have to do it, but it was a nice safe zone. Also, that was a callback to uh, Alien 3, right? I think so. What's that? That was a callback no, to Alien 3. The resurrection. Basketball. Oh, Resurrection? Yeah. Right. That was one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alien Resurrection where she shot the basketball behind her. And Ron Perlman's like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, she actually did that. Like, Yeah, that was an actual shot. Yeah. She so, did. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> um, anyways, it's bad to say I'll try. Okay. Um, all right, so let's go to the final category and the most important. I was going to say arguably the most important, but you know what? You can't argue it. This is the most important category, guys. Scariness. How okay. scary was this game? I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. John, an 8 out of 10. Adam, a 7.5 out of 10. Brett, a 10 out of 10. <gasps> Brad, you gave this game a 10 <laughs> on scariness. Uh, well, the, the, the one thing I have to say about this game is, um, once again, going back, it wasn't about jump scares. It was that it kept me on edge the entire time. And I will never forget the first time I beat this game. And uh, Isaac gets, the moment you get in that ship and it goes to the, the quote-unquote cut scene, and then next thing you know, you just see Isaac in the dark, and he just kind of breathes a sigh of relief. And I did the same thing watching that. I did the exact same thing because I'm like, that must be the most incredible feeling. You just went through this hellish experience, and you got away with it only to turn around and see your fucking dead girlfriend attack your face. I mean, it's just like, what a what a great fucking ending that it still kept, it relaxed you, then immediately put you back on edge waiting for the sequel. It was just, it was good. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, like, for me, there are some jump scares, but there's not that many, and a lot of it is more atmospheric, and I like that about the game. Yeah, the game kept you on edge the whole game. Like, it was like, it never went below baseline, so to speak. Like, it was always, like, it always knew, like, it felt like it always knew where you were at mentally, and it was always playing with it. Like, it never got too high or it never got too low. Like, it was always just like, well, I'll just, we'll just keep them right here. Like yeah. the whole game, yeah, and yeah. it worked. I so. I gave it a little bit lower of a score because I just kind of felt like towards the end I was like, "All right." I do think <laughs> if it was like a couple chapters less, yeah. it probably could have been like, like yeah. yeah that's I funny. Higher, I, like, but I I still liked it. That's the same criticism we had for Alien Isolation. Like it was just too long. But Alien Isolation, I think, was way longer. Than oh yeah, this. that was that was <laughs> like, unnecessarily that was too much. <laughs> this this was like all right. It's it's an acceptable length, but right. it could have. Benefited from being shorter. Alien just should have been like ten hours shorter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when you need to trim ten hours off a game, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calm down, there, Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say that with Alien Isolation, you got your money's worth. You can't. Oh yeah, that is, that. I saw. I liked Alien Isolation a lot. It's just like I, I love just it. and I there's for me it was more of like I know this is more Dead Space talk, but uh, uh, Alien Isolation was. It just it didn't know where to end, and I felt like it had so many endings that it could have ended on, and I would have just loved it yeah. so much more. And the one the one ending it chose was the one that I hated the most of yeah. all five endings <laughs> that it could have ended on. But I I mean, oh, yeah, overall, you pretty so. much just off yourself. Yeah, it was kind of just I mean, yeah, random. Yeah. I thought that was kind of 
that, that fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, you know, like, I've been, I've been risking my ass to not be killed by this alien, yep. and I die anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a shitty ending. Life in space is rough. Sorry, now it, it is. Yeah. No, you're good. No, <laughs> guys, but back uh, to dead space. Robert, before you uh, give out the the final scariness average, <laughs> right? Now, uh, if you haven't done the math yet in your head, like, <laughs> what do you think? Because uh, Alien Isolation has a scariness score of eight point two. It's at one, two, three. It's the fifth scariest game on our list currently. It's sitting wow. at eight point two. Do you think this game? Is scarier or not as scary? Because this game is very similar, right? In a lot of, in a lot of different yeah. ways. That's tough. Um, I already know, so I won't guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually know too, but uh, oh, okay. Well, this I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to play along here. <laughs> hey, Brett, do you want to yeah. guess if this is scarier or less scary than uh, what? Alien Isolation? So wait a minute. Are we are we talking about just are we talking about the Every single rating that we just did, or just for scariest game? Just scariest. Oh, wait. I thought you were going rating-wise. Yeah, just scariness rating. Right. Like, uh, But he's saying, like, is he saying his personal opinion, or is it the rating? Oh, yeah, both. I th- Whatever. <laughs> I could have given you my personal opinion. Well, give me your personal opinion. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know. Too bad. All right. I personally, I'll go. Dead Space, I think, is scarier than Alien Isolation. Really? I think it is. Not... Not by much, because I think Alien Isolation was a really scary game, too. Um, but I think it's just a, it ekes out a little bit more um, because Alien Isolation, I think, does drag out. And that, like, really limits. It, it really took away a lot from the scariness in the later section of the game. Yeah, it, it just got more frustrating than scary. Right. Whereas, like, this, I think, even though it was maybe, like, a chapter too long, I think it still, like, kind of, it definitely held my attention. It still kept me on edge yeah. throughout. So, like, I would I would personally place it above Alien Isolation, but I won't say what the actual score is yet. Well, it's interesting that you say that, make a or make a point about it being too long, because the scariest games we have on our list, PT and Slender, they're both very short games. They are. You, could not, you can't accuse them of being too long. No. I mean, you could, but well, you'd yeah. be wrong. Yeah. Well, you could with PT, depending on how fast uh, That's true, how long how it fast took you to beat. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Okay. All right, well, let's go to the actual scores. If you average out everything, all the categories, the game gets a total of an 8.4 out of 10. But since we're worried about the scariness, if you average that out, it gets an 8.5 out of 10, which puts it above Alien Isolation. It breaks the top five. Alien Isolation was what? 8.2. Yeah. So it beats yeah, Alien? I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I think yeah. it's fair. It beats it by point three. Like, it's not mm-hmm. much. It knocks, still... it knocks Alien Isolation out of top five. I'm all right with it. We got a new really? top five. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So think... oh, this is number five. Yeah, this is the fifth. Is that the updated list, though? It should. Well, maybe. Eh, whatever. I don't it know. It should be. <laughs> I, I really don't update For the, the list. For now, it is. Podcast, it, it, it's updated. You know, it's so funny, though. It, ma- it makes perfect sense because here we are. We, I, I really don't. Yeah, there there's certain things, but we're not really saying like what game is better than the other between Dead Space and Alien Isolation. So I think it's very suiting that they're only like just you know a few points off from. I mean, yeah, we we pretty much are talking about the same games here. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great sky. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Although it's yeah. weird because like. It's kind of it's actually kind of tied with Dread Out at eight point five. That's not really the same type of game. <laughs> no, so, no, not but, at all. But a Dread Out was pretty scary. I mean, right. it, it's a different type of scary. 
But right, uh, so, so our new top counts. five, starting with Dead Space, number five, Dread Out. Well, Dead Space and Dread Out are both kind of tied. Okay. Then you have Outlast at 8.6. Then you have Slender and PT both tied at 9.2. So we got a couple ties here. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I think there's an updated there's, list, though. I, I'm, we'll check it later. Well, maybe you should update it. <laughs> I don't I don't want to keep doing <laughs> I, that every time we do one game. I don't think anything it. we played recently has cracked the top Yeah, five. probably not. Yeah. So it, that's fine. All right. I, well, I, there is kind of a log jam at the top, though. We got, like, four games kind of tied. So we'll fix it one day. Yeah. Okay. When no one's looking, just add a, <laughs> just add a, add a point. Add yeah. a point one. <laughs> yeah, it's because we got Dread Out Dead Space tied at 8.5. No one will be the wiser, PT, even though we just announced it. PT and Slender tied at 9.3. Well, I mean, that's a decent that's top bad. five. So 9.3 is the highest, and this gets an 8.5. That's not bad. Yeah. Could have been better, I guess. Well, <laughs> anything could be better, unless it's a perfect 10. <laughs> but I thought it was a perfect 10. Brett right. did, yeah. If he's still there. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought we, we lost you. No. All right, guys. What are our final thoughts on Dead Space? Our new top five? Like a... Our new... A tied new? number five. Yeah. It's, I like the game. It's, it's one of my... Uh, like... It's one of my favorite horror games that I've played, but I will say that we are going to eventually play Dead Space 2, which I actually thought was scarier than this one, so I look forward to playing that again. I agree with everything you just said. There you um, go. I think this game... I'm going to look so smug, Robert. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, this... Well, <laughs> I uh, had some points there. Okay. <laughs> this, this game did a lot of things right. Uh, there were some things that were kind of wonky and could have been improved on, but nothing that made it unplayable at all. And I think in Dead Space 2, they just uh, fixed those things yeah. and built the game that they were trying to make with this one. Nice. Brett? What are your final thoughts? Yeah, I, I have to say, um, you know, when I played Dead Space the first time, I don't think I'd been that involved in a game since I played Half-Life. And, uh, I mean, it just, it, it really sucked me in when, uh, when I was done with Dead Space 1, I was immediately doing research on Dead Space 2 and looking at early footage of it and everything. And when Dead Space 2 came out, I bought it the day <clears throat> the day it came out. And immediately went home and played it. So yeah, I mean, I I, I just think Dead Space is uh, it's I, I'm excited to be part of this podcast and the fact that Dead Space has made a top five. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's well well deserved. Well, Brett, I'm excited that you're part of the podcast. So. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of love going on here. Hey, so. maybe when we do Dead Space Two, we'll have you back on. Right. I will definitely. I'd love to be back on for Dead Space Two. Yeah. Then we we'll get to play Dead Space Three. I mean, we'll eventually play Dead Space Three. I don't know when, but <laughs> we we're so like we just like played Resident Evil Two not too long ago. <laughs> so really, yeah, we're like behind on a lot. Yeah, but now. besides the Five Nights at Freddy's, we haven't really dove Sequel into wise. too many sequels yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I gotta get I gotta. This makes me want to just like go out and play just random horror games now. So I could. Be, yeah, do you guys usually do this like on on Steam or what? Or are you guys PC players? I'm we do we do both. Guy. We do we do like pretty much anything. I mean, we got a Steam account, uh, Steam account, and then we also do like you know all the console games. Yeah, I, I try and play on console if possible. Uh, but if it's a PC only, then I'm, that's also yeah, iPads. Yeah. We've uh, some people game on iPads. Oh yeah, I, I've played true. some of the Five Nights at Freddy's and like Year Walk. I, I played on yeah. my iPad. Right, that's good. That'll be uh, it's gonna be a long huh. year. 
It's yeah. going to be a long, eventful year for horror play. I think we're going to do some more sequels. I think we're thinking about Silent Hill 2 and Fatal Frame 2 and stuff yeah. like that. So I've never played a Fatal Frame. I'd, I'd like to... I'd, understand they're pretty good yeah, yeah it's pretty good yeah and i've heard fatal frame 2 is like way scarier than the first one and the that's first all, one was pretty scary PC, though, isn't they didn't make no. that for a console did they no, no it's it on it's console. on console it was on yeah. a playstation 2 yeah playstation 2 really yeah but you can get the first two if you have a like the playstation uh store or at least for I got PS3. Xbox one yeah you can't get it on that <laughs> <laughs> so i should have gone i should have gone ps4 fuck that up yeah Next time, <laughs> yeah. just wait till next uh, console generation. I, yeah. I I disagree with you there. I have both consoles, but uh, that's that's a debate for another time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, says the guy with both consoles. <laughs> well, there's just yeah. been a lot of promised uh, exclusives for the PS4 that haven't arrived. I know. In the, it's been the, a like while. three years that it's been out, or two two years and a couple yeah. months that it's been out now. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's pushing three, you're right. Yeah. It looks wow. like all that stuff is gonna, finally going to start coming out this year, but I, I don't see any great reason to own a PlayStation 4 more than an Xbox One at this point. Right now, Until my Xbox later One basically is just a little way for me to watch TV. Yeah, yeah same here. Just uh, keep rocking that Atari, right, Britt? <laughs> you got it, man. Hey, I got one. I got one in my living room. You guys, let me know what you want to do. Does it have that haunted house? I would totally have that, do that. Does it have that classic <laughs> we, we, wood we paneling need to do on like it? A live podcast where, like, I come over with the Atari. <laughs> we'll hook it up. We okay. actually play the game, trying to figure it out for an hour. I think we should do that. Right. If we get to an hour, <laughs> <laughs> I can see you just giving up like halfway. Yeah, I think after ten minutes, if I don't figure out what's going on, I'm just gonna be like, "Well, well thanks for joining us." It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, ready to review? Scariness zero. It'll be the shortest horror play ever. <laughs> yep. All right, all right. Uh, as always, folks. <clears throat> Jesus. You're right. Well, my voice is going about uh, cracking in. Like, yeah, you've been talking like crazy, John. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Horror Play. Horror Play. You're going to have a grand old time tonight. Uh, Anyway, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for what games we should play, drop us a line at sharkdropper.com. Sharkdropper.com slash list. If you want to see all the games we played, ranked from scariest to least scariest, it may or may not be updated. But it's <laughs> not. It's not. No, we know. It's not updated. <laughs> but one day it will be. Yeah, yeah just but, uh, but it may. It may be. Honestly, no, just, it won't. It won't be updated. Because I'm honestly, telling you, by the time it, this is out, it's not going to be updated. Just, just listen and just take notes at home. That's the best <laughs> advice I can give you. Robert, what else can they find at SharkJarber.com besides uh, an outdated list? <laughs> uh, a couple outdated podcasts. Just go to... Uh, wait, Shark- wait wait, a minute. We, we don't know where everybody is at in their listening cycle. It may be updated for them. <laughs> but know. if they're listening to the Dead Space episode, Dead Space is not going to be on that list. <laughs> That's true. Well, but what if they skipped around? What if they said, ooh, I like Dead Space. I'm going to skip ahead to that one. But Listen, there's a list on there. It may or not be updated. <laughs> Just check it out. Okay. What else can they find? You be the website? judge. They can, you, they can find all of our other podcasts. We, we have 10 podcasts we do, including Horror Play. And we got uh, four fictional podcasts we do, Cop Doctors, Paralyzed, End of All Hope, and uh, Dop 11 You Hurt. A little bit of something for everyone. Yeah, film noir, horror, comedy. Just check those out. Um, leave us reviews on every one of our podcasts if you can. Yeah. Five star reviews. Go to iTunes. Cool. Just copy uh, and paste them. Just copy and paste them. Say will, yeah. this is a podcast, and yeah. just copy and paste that. To yeah, each we would love comment. a five star rating, or you know, one star, whatever. No, <laughs> let's stick but, with five stars. Five John. stars. Much higher. thumbs up. Yeah. No, and, I uh, want. I want either a five star or one star. It's okay. Be well, all right. Well, let's 
we'll, we'll stick with the five star right now. <laughs> Don't listen to John. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Just five he doesn't. Stars. He doesn't understand numbers. Yeah, he doesn't understand stars. I want. <laughs> One star is bad. Like the John. one stars just add up. Like not, five, five one star reviews. That's the same that's, as a five star. You review. don't know how averages work, yeah. man. <laughs> we should we should take him to Kumon and get him math math tutoring. Yeah, five one star reviews equals one five star review. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> what? That that equals five stars, not one five star review. Yeah, that's right. five that's stars <laughs> out of five reviews, which is twenty five possible stars. Honestly, after of listening, only five. after listening to the past five minutes, yes, no one will ever want to give us a five star review. That's true. I, I would hope they would have turned it off at least ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. At this point, ah, uh, yeah, I spaced out. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, for my co-hosts, Adam, Robert, and Brett, thank you so much thank for listening, you. and we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.